the documentary. I've had a chance to be able to sit down and watch it, and congratulations. Thank you. Thanks so much. So, tell us a little bit about what made you decide to make a documentary about this great, great subject. Well, going back to just before the March strikes and before the, you know, I decided to start kind of on this journey, but it was kind of, I remember speaking to a few of the students in the movement at the time and um, their stories were really interesting, but also the students themselves were super impressive and articulate and mature and had really thought through um, all their reasoning and I just went, yeah, it's very impressive. And so, and remember the media and politicians at the time were kind of making comments about them, which were really negative and just kind of going exactly against what I was experiencing, like when I was talking with the students and learning about, um, you know, the movement and what they were doing. And so, and then the media at the time as well, there was like a lot written about them, but not a lot written with them. So yep. we decided to tell the story, but from the young people's perspective. Yeah. And how did they deal with you when you first approached them? Because I know that the media was being so negative and it was only really a couple of programs like The Project that were really giving them any airtime and being serious about the interviews. Were they kind of skeptical when you first approached them about doing the documentary? A little bit. I mean, that's always the case in documentaries. The, um, you know, the first approach to a subject is, you know, is always the hardest because it's a two-way relationship that you need to build. It's all, you know, it's built on trust, especially when you're doing a documentary where, um, you know, you don't have to get anyone. You're telling their authentic story. And I think that's probably what the biggest difference was between us and other, other stories and other media organisations is that, we were, you know, this was going to be collaborative. You know, this was them telling their story in their voice. They were doing the filming. So they, they was an, there was an element of control of what they were going to say, what they were going to share. And usually when you bring someone in like that and you, you make them part of the process, they'll actually open up even more. And we yep. found that, you know, their video diaries were really, um, um, really honest and authentic and real and raw and you know we could really work with them on that but you know i also um spoke to um you know people in the media people at you know different um organizations who were connected to the school strike the climate movement so i did i didn't kind of just go to the students directly i built up some relationships first to kind of you know basically prove the credibility of what we were trying to do yeah. And what made you decide to go with the style of filmmaking where they did do their own vlogs and their own video diaries? Because that is such a, a great way. It gives us, uh, the audience, such a great insight to them. But what made you decide to go with that way of filmmaking? Well, I've worked on a show previously, um, an ABC Kids program called My 12 Life. And we had kind of done the same thing, which we'd called at the time, you know, a vlogumentary. And so, you know, what we learned out of that was you know, the young people, especially young people today, are really um, apt at recording and telling their own stories. You know, they use video apps all the time, so they're very comfortable um, doing that. But it was also a case of, you know, sometimes, you know, if it's just someone in their camera and they're just telling the personal, you know, they're just doing a personal video diary, rather than having a whole camera crew in there, especially as a young person, um, you can get that kind of more personal story. And I just felt what was missing um, in the whole um, climate storytelling at the time was 
you know, authentic um, storytelling from the young people. And so rather than have bringing in a bunch of adults to film the story and to tell them, you know, we'd stand over here and we'll put the camera over here, we wanted to make them part of it by, you know, having it, using video blogs and having them film their own video diaries without, without direction and our help. Um, was that we were able to do it collaboratively and get probably some story that we wouldn't have been able to do if we had kind of turned up with a full camera crew. Yeah. What was the one thing that really surprised you about these students when you got to work with them? Was there something that really stood out that that really surprised you that you didn't expect? I guess it was, um, I guess it came quite early. It was just the, the level of articulation and intelligence and how, how much they thought through everything. Their answers were, um, you know, were really thought through, they're very mature, and they were really connected, you know, across the world. And I guess, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not too old, but I'm older than them. And I guess, you know, when I was growing up, we didn't have that, that instant connection with what was going on around the world or, you know, you know, in the news cycle, we were kind of limited. But, you know, young people today, they're, you know, communicating and organizing these incredible events all across the country, you know, from their phones and from their home. and just their ability and skill to do that was just very, very impressive. Yeah. Now, how do you feel as a filmmaker that your documentary is being screened as part of the Transitions Film Festival? Does that make you feel proud? How do you feel? Yeah, it was a festival I love, and so it was like it was one of the ones that was on like on the top top of the list um, when we were looking at the festival strategy. And so to be selected is, is really exciting and really awesome, and it's so great to sit with other films of that nature in that festival. Yeah. We would love to be doing it in person, but, um, but you know, we'll take the next best thing, which is virtual. Yeah. I was going to ask that. Does that actually kind of widen the audience for you in a sense? Because a lot more people can go to the festival that might not normally be able to go to the festival because they can watch it online. Completely. It, it opens up a whole, you know, a, a much larger audience and a different experience. There's definitely lots of advantages to that because, you know, um, anyone across Australia can, can grab a ticket and get along now. Yeah. Um, has this been a, a tough year for you to try and get the documentary out there? I know that, like, as a film reviewer, I've pretty much had to review every film this year at home rather than going to media screenings. And we've really only had a few weeks where cinemas have been open here in Melbourne. Has that made it tough to try and get the documentary out there to an audience this year? Yeah, it has. Um, you know, we've had we had lots of festival selections that um, that um, went away, unfortunately, because the festivals were either postponed or or just pulled out of twenty twenty. Um, we had a lot of festival selections that then went online only. Um, and you know, I think you know, for some of the smaller festivals, we kind of rely on people turning up and being physically present and that kind of networking environment of people together. They kind of harm those festivals and these attendance through that. But there's, it's opened up other other um, avenues too. You know, there are a lot of festivals that by going online, they're actually selecting films that they may not have selected previously, especially for a duration. Yep. You know, Youth on Strike sits in a duration that can be sometimes tough to screen at a physical event because it's not quite the full 90, it's not quite 90 minutes and it's not quite a short film. So being, a, being an online, switching to that online um, festival strategy means that you know we festivals can screen films at 40 minutes at 45 minutes without without a problem 
Definitely. That's, that's a big, I think that's a big advantage for us. Yeah, yeah. And Rob, this is such a fantastic documentary. So to wrap up, what would you like to say to people out there before they check out the film as part of Transitions this year? Um, I guess to... to good question. I guess it's, it's more... You know, the film's made to, to make sure that young people's voice is heard. Um, not just in the climate change debate, um, and you know, and everything going on with that. But just in general, you know, we're um, young people are, are really, especially this generation, are very different from previous generations, and they're facing some fairly long-arching issues like climate change, like COVID, and you know, and um, the economics around that as well. And they aren't included in the conversation as much as they should be. And so I think, you know, I hope people can watch this film and realize. A, they should be included and we should include them more, but B, you know, there is a lot of negativity out there around the world, but I hope that this film can give people some positive um, feelings about the future because I feel like this next generation is a bit of a powerhouse generation and um, and I hope they I think they are going to inspire a lot of people to take action and, and make the world a better place. Definitely. Well, mate, again, congratulations on such an amazing documentary, and we can't wait to see what you do next as a filmmaker. But congratulations for now, and thank you so much for chatting to us today. Thanks so much for that. Not a problem, mate. You have a great night.